Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed locked on Magic. Today is September 8th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Back in the chair solo again today with a regular episode of Locked on Magic. We'll dive into some Magic issues, including I'll talk briefly about the Damian Rudish signing. signing. I'm not going to ignore it, but I'm pretty much going to ignore it. And then I'll talk a little bit about uh, Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier and uh, what's been going on with them over at Eurobasket and, and as we move forward getting closer and closer to the NBA season. But I do want to start off the show by addressing uh, the oncoming uh, uh, event that's happening here in Orlando. And of course, if if you're anywhere near uh, uh, TV, Twitter, and pretty much anything that's connected to the world, you know that Hurricane Irma is well on her way to the state of Florida. It's expected to, or at least the effects of Hurricane Irma are expected to start hitting South Florida uh, at some point Friday, I believe sometime Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, we'll be getting the brunt of it in Orlando. It appears that, um, at least by the latest projections that I've seen here, at about 12, about midnight on Thursday, uh, that uh, Hurricane Irma is expected to pass over Orlando as a Category 3 storm. So I want to remind everyone, all my listeners, and this is a humongous storm. The storm is, hu- is huge. It's going to, It's literally going to go straight up the Florida Peninsula, and every corner of Florida is going to feel some effect from Hurricane Irma. So I want to encourage everyone who is in the in Florida, in the Central Florida area, in Orlando, uh, to please be prepared and be safe. Uh, you know, I, you know, I had Ben DeBose uh, on earlier this week to talk about the Hurricane Harvey recovery. Um, and you know, Floridians are pretty tough. We know we know how to handle Florida, how to handle hurricanes. Um, you know, I think I think especially our state government uh, does a fantastic job uh, getting information out to the public and and getting everyone uh, prepared when major major storms like this uh, come to this come to the state. It's 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 part of living in Orlando in Florida is sometimes you have to deal with these massive massive storms. Uh, but I do want to encourage everyone, if, if you haven't already, please make do something to prepare for the storm. Make sure you have enough water. Make sure you have enough food. Make sure you have everything you need to last out this storm. I'm, I'm going to be riding it out in Orlando. Um, I think most, most people are, um, you know, again, I think Orlando and Florida do a fantastic job preparing for these storms. So I'm not at all concerned, um, you know, it's it's going to cause a lot of damage. It's going to cause it's going to cause some devastation for a lot of people in this state. But we bounce back like we always do. We we are always prepared, and and um, you know we're we're going to get through it. We're going to be fine uh, as as we always are. So again, if you haven't already, make sure you fill up your car with gas. That's 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 a big one. Um, make sure you have plenty of water. Um, that's another big one. Make sure you have 
dry food, food that you don't need to heat up or, or warm or anything like that. Um, just make sure that you are prepared uh, for what's going to be a, a very major storm. This isn't like Charlie that cut across the state, you know, in half coming from the Gulf. Um, I don't even think this is like Francis who came up through the Gulf. This is this is going up through Miami, down the Turnpike essentially to Central Florida, and then and, and eventually I think it's even going to end up in Atlanta. So um, just just keep an eye on the news. Be prepared uh, for 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 the worst. Uh, hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. That's that's a favorite uh, saying of uh, of the hurricane trackers and and all and the weathermen in, in the area at this time of year. Uh, but just just be ready. Know that that you know we'll. You know, we're I'm here, you know, living it out too. Uh, so, you know, we'll we'll get back to normal as quickly as we can after the storm. Uh, but just be prepared and be ready to to ride this one out, and then hopefully it passes. Hopefully it passes quickly. Hopefully it weakens. Um, I'm, you know, that you know, and it's unfortunately what's what's happened in Bar- Barbuda, uh, uh, and 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 Puerto Rico even. Uh, but hopefully the storm uh, weakens, uh, and, and hopefully it wobbles east and keeps going east and just goes out into the Atlantic and, and dies up in the Atlantic somewhere, um, rather than uh, putting people's lives in danger. I mean, it's already it's already cost lives, but um, you know, you, at this point, you want to just mitigate the damage as much as possible. So you know, keep an eye on keep an eye on the news the next couple of days. Uh, like I said, it, it appears. Orlando is going to begin fe- feeling the effects of Hurricane Irma on Saturday, probably late afternoon. Uh, probably get the worst of it overnight Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so it, it, you know, unfortunately, we, this is something we do have to watch, and this is something that we do have to prepare for. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, it will it will pass through with as little damage and as little interruption as possible. Um, you know, we can we can only hope so. Having said all that, um, site announcement, you know, seems like silly to say this, but, you know, like last year when we had the tropical storm, I'm kind of expecting that I will lose power at some point, some point, some point, some point. Podcast on Monday, you know, we'll get up and running as soon as we can. Um, I'll try and provide, uh, you know, updates as much as I can online uh through through our twitter feeds but that's secondary to, to everything else going on so just my, my advice just again be prepared take this thing seriously we we do you know floridians like to joke about hurricanes you know we, we have hurricane parties i think publics are selling cakes we like to joke about this stuff but it's because we do take these things very seriously and we do get prepared so i encourage you um, if you're living anywhere in florida to be prepared for this storm and and keep an eye on it as much as you can so, uh, with that out of the way, uh, let's let's talk a little basketball. Seems you know a little silly to do that at this point, but uh, you know that's that's what we do here on Locked On Magic. So we're gonna hit some basketball topics real fast to close out the week. Of course, uh, the first one that I want to hit uh, the big kind of surprising story that came out, not story, but news that came out on Thursday. Uh, the Orlando Magic have re-signed Damian Rudesh. Uh, I think that caught a lot of people by surprise, caught me by surprise. There's been some photos of Rudej out with some of the guys around Orlando uh, working out. Um, so it, maybe not so surprising that he's still around, uh, but the Magic announced that they had re-signed Damian Rudej. Now, it's important to note that the Magic did not sign him to a qualifying offer. Uh, they 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 actually resi- they did not offer him a qualifying offer, so this is a brand new contract, essentially. What it seems like the Magic have done here, because uh, Rudez didn't play very much last year, he kind of had a disappointing season, just didn't provide the shooting the Magic needed. Um, but uh, it, it, it 
it, what the Magic essentially have done here is they've kind of gar- they've guaranteed him probably a little bit of money to come into training camp. He's a body for training camp, and then I would bet that the Magic will cut him from there. I don't see him making the roster, especially with Ken Birch there. Uh, the Magic roster is well full. They got Troy Copain. They've got um, supposedly Rodney Purvis will be coming in. Uh, they've got uh, Kalen Lucas. They've got uh, a- you know Adrian Payne on a two-way contract. Uh, so the Magic roster is already full. There's there's not a spot on the roster for Rudez. Uh, and considering, I mean, the Magic probably needed a, a stretch four like him, so you know maybe there's an outside chance that he makes a roster if he has really, really, really improved. But I would say that this is more of a, let's bring him in for camp. We need the extra body. We know him. He knows the stuff. He knows the guys. He'll be a good kind of bridge for everyone, for everyone else. And then when it's time, it's time. It's, it's not, I think... A huge signing. It's not, you know, earth shattering. It's it. It definitely had some fans wondering why. But, you know, from my understanding, Dom Damo uh, was a really good guy in the locker room. Uh, all the player, uh, most of the players on the team really liked him. Kept things loose. Uh, was a guy that a lot of people uh, in, in in that locker room really related to. So I think that's more the impetus for bringing him in for training camp. I again. I don't suspect that he'll be on the roster come opening night. Um, I think that uh, that that ship has sailed for him. But you know, you never know. You always perform really well in camp. You get in. I mean, I think that's that's the truth. And and you know, I think the Magic would probably rather see Kem Birch develop. But maybe Kem Birch isn't what they think he is. And and maybe uh, they want that little bit of extra assurance at the four. So Damian Rudej is uh, on on the roster now. He'll be in in training camp, but. Uh, we'll see uh, just how long he is. Again, I don't anticipate him making it to uh, to opening night. So we'll we'll see just how far that goes. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only twelve ninety-nine. Buy one get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. As I said, I want to turn my attention again to Eurobasket today, just kind of wrap some things up with Eurobasket, and then discuss the two guys that the Magic have playing uh, in that big tournament going on now as it shifts over to Turkey. On Thursday, Thursday was the last day of group play uh, as Montenegro defeated Romania, Nikola Vucevic scored 11 points, grabbed six rebounds, had three assists, and some light work. Uh, the, the Montenegro got up early, got up big pretty early. They they held a comfortable, like 10 to 15 point lead. They stretched it out to 20, but Romania never really threatened them. Romania, probably one of the worst worst teams in that tournament. Sorry guys, um, got to host, but uh, it was uh, definitely a. Uh, 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 a good showing for Montenegro overall as as Montenegro uh, advanced uh, for the first time, I think, in a very long time. A huge accomplishment for Montenegro, a, a team that ha- does not make Eurobasket every year. They've advanced in the knockout stage. They'll play their first game Sunday uh, in Eurobasket, so definitely some excitement there for, for Nikola Vucevic and, and Montenegro. France, of course, very much expected to advance. They advanced uh, fairly easily going 3-2. and two. Um, You know, some some frustration there from, from France uh, in the loss to Slovenia. Uh, Evan Fournier actually fouled out and picked and got ejected from the game uh, against Slovenia, but it was all formality. France had already advanced. 
They're in. They play Germany on Saturday morning. I believe that's an eight fifteen tip off. Um, eight fifteen a.m. tip off on ESPN three. Um, they'll play Germany in their knockout round against uh, uh, knockout round of EuroBasket. So both uh, Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic, their teams have advanced in EuroBasket, and and they've both had their moments. They both had their struggles. It's a long tournament. It's a lot of games in a in relatively short amount of time. Uh, you know, their roles are, they're not the same as they are in Orlando, uh, but they, you know, they've kind of played their roles fairly, fairly well. Uh, but I think there are a couple there, especially with Evan Fournier, I think there are a couple points to bring out. As I, as I've said in kind of the run up to Eurobasket, this French team isn't the strongest team that France has ever sent. There's no Rudy Gobert. There's no Nicholas Batum. Tony Parker's retired from international play. Mikhail Jellabal is gone. It's it's not the strongest group, and and that has been extremely evident in in the way France has played. They've been really even from the start. They've had moments where they've looked very sloppy. Um, they've had moments where they've struggled with turnovers. Uh, their bigs aren't as mobile as, as maybe you would like. Um, they've, they've struggled with some interior play, which is a big deal in Eurobasket. And so Francis, France had their struggles. They got to 3-2, and two, they advanced, but it wasn't easy. And as I noted before Eurobasket began, I felt that you know Evan Fournier was going to be a very big key to this team. That his play was going to be critical to France's success or failure in this tournament. And, of course, France had the talent, you know, between Nando DiColo, Thomas Hurdle, who, you know, Euro, Euro, Euro League star, uh, Boris Diaw, Evan Fournier, Joffrey Laverne. Joffrey Laverne's been up and down as well. Uh, between all that talent on the, national, on the French national team, it did feel like, it certainly felt like, they... We're going to get out, and 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 the question now becomes, how far do they go? I think France do, expects to medal. I think they expect to get to the semifinals, and I think they expect to to have a shot at a medal in this tournament. And that might be asking a lot with Croatia, Spain, Slovenia, uh, all all in there, uh, among other teams. Germany is going to be a tough out with with uh, Thomas Hartenstein and, and Dennis Schroeder. But. I felt like a lot of it was going to fall on Fournier and that this was a good opportunity to see whether Fournier can step up to the plate and whether he's he's improved and learned from kind of the experience that he had with the Magic last year when, when he was the guy on the perimeter. I think it's been a little bit of a mixed bag for Fournier. I think he's shown in stretches that he can be that guy and and and. Eurobasket's very weird. Coaches do play favorites. They want the ball in the hands of their veterans instead of maybe their best players all the time. And 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 as we know, Evan Fournier probably isn't your best guy to create offense. He's good working, you know, kind of in the scenes. So you saw plenty of moments. You know, you certainly see it. Nando DiColo takes a lot of shots. Thomas Hurdle takes a lot of shots, right? I mean, even Joffrey Laverne is getting a lot of opportunities, and some of that is, you know, he's getting the work from other from other players. He's getting the passes from from Fournier. He's had some nice passes, I have to say, on drives. He's been very good. But in the moments Fournier has looked good, he has looked good. In the opener against Finland, France turned to Evan Fournier to force 
overtime and to and to win the game or to tie the game up late. They ran a play for him, a flare screen to get him open. He had a three-pointer that tied the game up, gave him 25 points, put France in a position to, to, to extend the game. And, of course, their defense let them down in the end. Not Fournier's fault. Followed that 25-point game up with a 21-point game. Again, doing a lot of the same things that we know Fournier can do and be successful with. Attacking gaps in the defense. Getting the ball in a reversal. Playing pick and roll. I think where Fournier has really shown a lot of improvement uh, in, in, in this tournament has been his ability to split pick and roll, split double teams, and and drive patiently into the paint. He's made some really nice passes. He isn't kind of driving wildly into the paint and, and trying to score. He's had moments where he's done that. But he's been patient and 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 more efficient with his drives. So I think largely we've seen what we want to see from Fournier. Now his last few games have been a bit of a struggle. No doubt. Especially that last game... Uh, the other night, the other day, against Slovenia. Uh, all in all, Fournier is averaging 13.6 points per game. He is shooting only 43.8% from the floor, but taking less than 10 shots per game. Which is crazy to think. A lot of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. More, more about a third of his shots come from beyond the arc. So it's it's been a bit of a mixed bag with Evan Fournier. It's his scoring numbers are going down. But in order for France to win in this tournament, in order for France to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish, i.e. win a medal, they're going to need Evan Fournier up around 20 points. There's no doubt about it. And they've got to find ways to keep him involved and get him going. Now, the fouling issue that happened against Slovenia, a lot of that was Fournier's defense still needs work. There's no doubt about it. And again, you're not even at, even at this level... Fournier does struggle when you kind of isolate him and ask him to create for others. He's been better at creating for others and better at dishing the ball. But still, he's better kind of attacking off of a ball reversal than attacking on his own or attacking in a pick and roll. That's kind of the lot that he's taken at this point. So, what does that mean? What does that mean for the Magic? Well, it means Evan Fournier is kind of is very much the player we thought he was, with maybe some some minor improvements. And I think he's played well in Eurobasket. I think he's played his role well for France. And obviously, they've had some success. They've had some struggles, but I wouldn't necessarily put those on Fournier. But now comes the big moment. Now comes the time to really prove whether he and his team are ready to take that next step. Now France has to win. Because if you lose, you're out. France has to deliver. This is what they've worked all summer for. This moment. And so Saturday morning is the game that everyone gets judged on. When I said earlier that that this is the winning experience that the Magic need, these big game, big games from their big players... Now's the time that we really learn how good these guys are playing. And that probably goes as much for Nikola Vucevic as it does for Evan Fournier. In five games in Eurobasket, uh, Nikola Vucevic is averaging 13.8 points per game, shooting 49.2% from the floor, about 6 for 12. 
unlike Fournier, Vucevic has really struggled. He had one big game. He had a big game against, I believe it was Hungary. But Vucevic has really struggled to find his way. And some of it is Montenegro does not have good guard play. And they, they struggle to get their centers involved. And, you know, Tyrese Rice is a great scorer at the Euro at the Eurobasket level, the Euro League level, but he's not exactly a distributor. And and Montenegro has a lot of bigs who do a good job stretching the floor and probably a little bit better job crashing the glass than Vucevic does. Vucevic has really struggled to to hit his jumper. Um, and he struggled to to get good deep post position. His post up game has not been strong. But you know we saw on Thursday against against Romania, Vucevic worked the ball into the paint, getting a, getting cross screens to to get deep post position and scoring easily. And 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 once once he once he got, he got and once he got going, once he got that first shot to go down, he kept it going. And that's definitely something that that we've noticed from Vucevic for several years now. So it, it's hard to get a sense of what Nikola Vucevic has improved this season based on Eurobasket because he's just not as involved in the offense. And that's a little bit unexpected, I would say, but uh, some, something that's been par for the course in his time playing with Montenegro, with with international basketball. The one thing the Magic do know they need is they need Nikola Vucevic to bounce back. Because that's something that did not happen last year. Last year, Nikola Vucevic had probably his worst season in a Magic uniform. Certainly statistically, just by the raw statistics, his worst season since his first two years with the team. Last year, his his scoring average dropped from 18 to 14.6 points per game. 18 point, sorry, I'm loading the the thing up here. Dropped from about 18.2 points per game to 14.6 points per game. His field goal percentage dropped from 51% to 46.8%. As his field goal attempts per game dropped, he dropped from 16 to 13.7. This is for the full year. He had his worst effective field goal percentage, and essentially he didn't take threes before last year. But shooting, he shot worse than fifty percent really for the first time for the first time since his rookie year. Yes, Vucevic has this great jumper. Yes, Vucevic has this unique ability to to score from the perimeter. But he's still most effective in the post. He's still most effective close to the basket, and that's something that got kind of lost last year. Whether it was because there was just overcrowding, whether it was where Frank Vogel used him, whether it was, you know, Serge Ibaka was crowding him or Bismarck Biombo was crowding him and keeping him out of the paint, or whether it was just, you know, this penchant from Vucevic, and, and I don't think that this is a false thing to say, a penchant from Vucevic to shy away from contact and, and, and pop out to the perimeter rather than going into the post. It's definitely a, a, a question mark for the Magic. The question is whether Vucevic can get back to those numbers, and I think we've seen enough evidence from Nikola Vucevic to know that he can bounce back. He may not get the 16 shots per game that he got a few years ago, but he can certainly get back to averaging 16, 17 points per game or or shooting it more efficiently. In fact, that's 
kind of what he did after the All-Star break, like so many others. 16.5 points per game, 11.3 rebounds per game after the All-Star break. His efficiency did decrease, 45.3% shooting after the All-Star break. Again, because it, it, it does seem like Vucevic tends to pop out and leave the lane open for an Alfred Payton or for whoever. But the Magic need Vucevic to return to his mean. They need a lot of guys to return to their mean. That was, you know, last season really was a disaster. More because so many players didn't play up to their potential. They 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 regressed. And so now, you know, as we say, there's regression to the mean. Regression to the mean also means coming up from a low. And that's where the Magic are at with Nikola Vucevic. Essentially, you know, I think we like to say, or I like to say, you know, with a player like Nikola Vucevic, we know who he is. He's been in the league long enough that we understand what he's good at and what he's bad at. So, if we understand that, then we know that, you know, a guy who's 26 years old is still likely to produce something. He's not going to go away. He's not going to disappear. And so, it does seem likely that Vujovic is going to have a bounce back year next year. It's gonna, it seems likely that a lot of guys are going to bounce back next year, especially with some coaching continuity, especially with uh, the way that they played toward the end of last season. And, you know, like I said on yesterday's podcast, you know, Nikola Vucevic is definitely a, a puzzle that, that, that has needed solving for a while. But we do know that he is a capable player. We do know that he can be a productive player for this team. And so I think it will be interesting to see just how much Vucevic gets back to back to his numbers that he was at a few few years ago. We're not seeing it right now at Eurobasket, though. That much I know for sure. We are not seeing the Nikola Vucevic we see in the NBA. He's a different player in the NBA. And that's neither good nor bad. But it certainly kind of leaves things a little hidden for us for next year. Again, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, we'll, uh, of course, uh, be kind of keeping an eye on everything going on. Uh, but uh, I'm not planning to have an episode on Monday. I hope to be back with you guys on Tuesday, but of course that's dependent on a lot of things, including having power. Um, Again, if you live in the Central Florida area, if you live anywhere in Florida, be prepared, be safe, uh, and and hopefully the storm passes over soon. It sounds like we're going to get the worst of it on Sunday and Monday, Uh, but Tuesday everything should be fine. But I can't guarantee that I'll be here Tuesday uh, for a podcast either. So no podcast on Monday, probably no podcast on Tuesday. So I will see you all again middle of next week, hopefully. It just depends when the power comes back on, I guess. Um, That's the unfortunate thing about this. But, um, you know, even though I'm not podcasting, uh, as long as I have power, I'll still be updating OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We're in the midst of our TMAC week, or the TMAC week is coming to a close. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place Friday. Hopefully, I'll get the video from that, uh, like I did with Shaq last year uh, on um, on Friday night. So that'll be posted on Saturday. Uh, and of course, 
we are currently doing our player outlook series. That started. I did Maurice Spates uh, yesterday. Uh, Jonathan Simmons will be up on Friday. So our player outlook series has officially begun as we begin our countdown to the NBA season. It is literally right around the corner. Um, it's going to be here before you know it. So uh, we're we're already getting excited for that and taking a look forward to the NBA season. Once again, I want to thank you. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, at least while I have power, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as on Twitter at omagicdaily. Again, I will be updating and, and still putting stuff up on the site for as long as I can. And then I'll be playing catch up immediately after that. But uh, unfortunately... Can't tell you when the next episode of Locked On Magic will be. Hopefully, it'll be. I, hopefully, it'll be next Tuesday. If, if if I'm if I'm still able to get up and running next Tuesday, I will be back next Tuesday at least with a hello, everything's okay uh, type of show. Uh, you know, I don't know what I'd have planned for that. Um, but hopefully by Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll be up and running again for more episodes of Locked On Magic. Until then, please be safe. Please, uh, you know, don't do anything silly. Be prepared, be safe, uh, as Hurricane Irma is preparing to come down on uh, Central Florida uh, and and the Orlando area, and then really the whole state of Florida. To our pals at Locked On Heat, uh, Wes and David, please stay safe, guys. Um, To everyone else who's listening in Florida, please stay safe. And, of course, I'll see you on the other side. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. Until next time, everyone, I'll see you on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.